salutations you kinky fucks welcome back for episode 69 of kinks with kiki gonna jump right into it snm aka song and mood of the week is going to be be easy by alice smith so i chose that song because I genuinely feel like it is my mood of the week by saying be easy. Now, the song talks about in particular um, just being easy with whatever's going to be with whoever you're with. Um, Just be easy and let it flow. But I'm kind of just feeling like that about life right now, especially in the middle of like a pandemic and everything that we're going through as a society, just not outside of the pandemic, just with like the race war and politics and everything. So I often have to tell myself weekly to just be easy, like take it easy. It's cool. Just at this point in life, the only thing you can do is just go with the flow. But yes, S&M, a.k.a. Song and Mood of the Week is going to be Be Easy by Alice Smith. Not Alex, but Alice, like in Wonderland. All right. So jumping into Weekly with Kiki, and you probably can hear the song in the background, but I'm just going to let it ride because, again, a mood. Um, Jumping into Weekly with Kiki, so not much has really been happening in my life since I've been back in New York because, again, Corona. So everybody's in the middle of a pandemic. I haven't really been anywhere, been able to really do anything that I would like to do being back in New York because I can't. So for the most part, the most exciting things that have been happening in my life have been job related. And the weirdest thing happened with my job. So you live in New York, especially if you live in the boroughs, you know that in certain neighborhoods, parking is unbearable. Um, When I lived in Bed-Stuy, I really didn't have that issue. I could find parking effortlessly. I guess it just depends on what part of Brooklyn or what part of the neighborhood you lived in. And I kind of lived in like the center So we didn't really have any issues with parking. But now that I live in Queens, if you know, you know, parking is bad. So I've been having some issues with it, like driving around for a few hours a night. And it was like starting to wear me down. And I'm telling my job, they're trying to help me find alternatives, trying to find a parking garage. Nothing helped. So eventually my boss came up with, okay, so what we'll do is we'll let you go hybrid. We will let you go to work. And then you can leave work in the middle of the day and finish the rest of work at home. That way you can get home early enough to actually find parking, which I, you know, didn't expect to happen. They didn't have to do that because it's not their responsibility to make sure I find parking. But I feel like, however, it is a duty of theirs to make sure their employees are mentally sane, which I was not. So they gave me the alternative. So now every time I get home, I get home around like 1.30 and I find parking effortlessly. And then I just work the remainder of the day at home. So that's been the most exciting thing that has happened in my life in the last three weeks. Um, recently, I got put on to Clubhouse and interesting already. <laughs> but I, I do plan to do some things with Clubhouse and those are things that I'm going to talk about later on in probably a future episode but so far I'm liking the whole vibe of Clubhouse y'all guys know how I feel about like being on video and Skype and Zoom and all those things so I thought a voice only type of chat room was kind of dope so shout out to Ari for inviting me to Clubhouse um 
So stay tuned for that in the future. Um, as you know, guys, this will be Monday and Thanksgiving will be on Thursday. So if you are traveling like myself, I really, really hope you guys stay safe and stay comfortable social distance please do not be out and about just because it's the holiday because you can still get sick it is cold and flu and corona season so my best advice for everyone is just please enjoy your families please stay as safe as you possibly can while you are enjoying your families all right so this week uh (laughs) you guys asked for this episode and when I say asked I mean like majority of my dms and majority of like my requested dms were all revolved around this one post that I posted and I had stated like I'm like maybe I should do like a deep throating or deep throat training episode because I've never done that and I can share my own experience with deep throating and how I have managed to completely eliminate my gag reflex I'm going to tell y'all the pros and cons of that as we go into this episode but because so many women literally asked me like can you please do this episode because I just threw it out there for shits and giggles I didn't think anything was going to come of it and let me just apologize in advance because this might be it's not going to be lengthy but it's going to be detailed and I am coming down with the cold so I am hoarse and my voice sounds very, very raspy, so I apologize in advance, but I have a hot toddy here with whiskey, good old whiskey, and I have been pumping coldies and halls, sore throat drops, and Alka-Seltzer because I refuse to, one, go to North Carolina sick for Thanksgiving, and I refuse to just be sick in general because I still have to work until Wednesday. All right, so um, just go ahead and throw that little disclaimer out there. So this week, It's going to be for episode 69, which is so ironic, um, the deep throat training episode. Um, I put some of the information together from personal experience and I did like a little bit of research. Honestly, how I did my training was spot on to the research. So I was like, oh, okay, so I am doing this correctly or I did do it correctly. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to write my own notes based on my personal experience and how it worked for me. And I'm hoping that it will work for you ladies and gentlemen as well. You know, I say ladies and gentlemen because women are not the only ones who deep throat dicks, okay? All right. So let's just jump right on into it. So deep throating, the definition of deep throating is an oral sex technique in which a sexual partner takes their partner's entire erect penis deep into their throat. Not to be confused, y'all bear with me. Not to be confused with your mouth we're talking the entire penis from head to base is in your throat you can feel it in your throat you can feel it at the back of your throat you can damn near lick their pelvis because their entire penis is down your throat so that is the definition of deep throating now deep throating was made famous by um the pornographic film was well, a porno in 1972 called deep throat with linda lovelace and the premise of the porn was a female learned i hate saying female but linda lovelace learned that her clitoris was located in the back of her throat and the only way that she could achieve an orgasm was to deep throat the men that were also in the porn her co-stars so to speak that were in the porn with her so 
I went to the Museum of Sex in 2017, like around the time I moved here because I was very new to New York and I was still doing like touristy shit and all that stuff. But I always wanted to go to the Museum of Sex because I heard about it in a me. So why not? And they had like a whole, it was like a mini um, exhibit of Linda Lovelace and the porno Deep Throat. So there was a scene that was going on on like an iPad or iPad mini where it was literally showing that porno deep throat on repeat. And I was going through the museum and I was just like fascinated by her skills. And I think like it had drew in a lot of women because when I turned around, it was like five of the black women behind me. And we were all just staring at her like, holy fuck. And when we realized what was happening, everybody kind of just laughed at each other because we were like, yo, she really kind of hypnotized us for a minute. But that was like my experience with Deep Throat and the porno and watching Sis do what she does. I don't know if Linda Lovelace is still alive, but Sis was lit, okay? So now that we know the definition of Deep Throating and my little experience with the actual porno deep throat. I want to jump into training of deep throating. So I've talked about this very, very early into the podcast. I want to say it might have been like episode four or episode five where I discussed um, oral sex and I discussed like I think it was episode three. So if you go back you to all the way to episode three, you'll see I talked about oral sex, but I never really talked about in detail how deep throating is, the techniques, the positions and everything that you can use. I just talked about my brief, you know, hey, this is how I train. This is how it worked. And this is where I am. So I decided I thought this would be a great time to go into deep, deep, deep detail about how to deep throat train, how to train your uh, well, how to desensitize, not train, but how to desensitize your gag reflex so you're able to deep throat without that feeling of gagging or convulsing or throwing up. So this is strictly, again, I cross-referenced my own personal experience with actual sex experts information regarding deep throat training. And since they were so closely related, I was like, okay, I can do this kind of, you know, not on the fly, but kind of like on a whim where I can do it naturally on my own experience and just talk about it with you guys like casually. So the first thing you need to know about deep throat training is the main purpose of training is to control your gag reflex. And like I just said, in order to control it, you need to desensitize it. Now, desensitizing the gag reflex basically means that you are getting your gag reflex accustomed to having something irritated, not irritated, but something, I don't want to say provoke because that sounds aggressive, but you're getting your throat accustomed, there you go, to something being near your gag reflex. And that way, when it is there, your gag won't automatically say, okay, we have to throw up or we have to convulse or we have to hurl. Like, it'll just be like, oh, here you are. Hey, sir. (laughs) So, how to start the process of deep throat training. Now, when I started this, this was back in 2015. So I'm about five years removed from a gag reflex. And I can't remember the last time I actually threw up on a dick because I have thrown up on dick before. Um, 
not my most shining moment, but it is what it is, especially if you have someone who actually likes that type of thing, which in my case, I actually did. So, but it was years ago. So how I started when he explained to me that this was my ex Dom, by the way, that um, deep throat training was going to be a requirement of mine as far as like training goes, because he is a fan of deep throating while getting hit. So I started with my finger and then I eventually kind of like went over to my toothbrush. So when you're deep throat training, you can either do one or two. Oh, actually one or three things. You can use your finger, you can use your toothbrush, or you can use a dildo. Now, if you're a beginner, I personally don't say use a dildo, but if you want to get accustomed to the girth and the size and the length, then by all means do so. But if you were a beginner, like I was myself, I started with my finger and then I realized I'd be a little bit better with my toothbrush. So what I did was make sure, of course, it's your toothbrush. So, you know, you use it twice a day, some people three times a day, hell, some people four times a day. But while I was using my toothbrush, which I was using it three times a day, I would, and please, when you do this, you have to start slow. So what I would do is um, I would slowly put the toothbrush back by my uvula because, you know, that is the spot that triggers your gag reflex. So I would slowly put it there. Don't do it too fast because you could choke or accidentally throw up and we don't want that to happen. But you can put it there and you can hold it for 10 seconds. Again, I personally say a toothbrush or a finger because low-key, when I first started this whole thing, like a dildo was completely intimidating to me. So I'm not really, I wasn't here for that. But my advice would be to use your toothbrush and just edge it to the back of your throat slowly. Like you don't have to put it straight back there automatically because again, you don't want to trigger your gut reflex. You just want to kind of edge it to see how far you can get before you trigger it. So once you get it there and once you're comfortable, my advice is for you to hold it there for about 10, maybe 12 seconds. Don't let it psych you out. Try to breathe through it. That's the best thing you can do. So once you edge it to the point of where you feel like your gag is going to be activated, that's what you need to prepare for. So when you feel the urge to gag, your best option is to try to suppress it. You can do that by trying to keep your throat calm. So it takes a lot of concentration. So you need to concentrate, mute everything out, tone everything out, and just breathe. Definitely, definitely breathe slowly out of your nose. Do not try to breathe out of your mouth at the same time you're trying to do the deep throat training because it's never going to work. So you have it back there. You're holding it for 10 seconds and you're slowly breathing through your nose. I would say once you get that down pack, that's when it can. Well, that's when the fun begins, obviously. Um, so you can do this three times a day for a week. And I would say start on Sunday and by Saturday, just check to see where you are with letting it sit back there and how comfortable you are with it actually sitting at the back of your throat. So that's what I did. And it was really, really effective. Now, just because I'm saying you've done this for a week doesn't mean that you're, you know, ready to go. 
at this point you need to now get your throat used to it being there it's a lot like anal training once you get used to a plug being there it no longer hurts it's effortless that's when you move up to the next thing so I would say after a few weeks of and I think it took me maybe about two months so I would say after a few weeks of doing it three times a day every day um, your throat should be accustomed to something being back there and you probably will gag less and less which means your reflex is becoming completely desensitized once you get to that point I would say you can move on to a dildo because everybody knows a toothbrush for the most part is pretty small it doesn't really hold any weight when you put it in your throat it's just a trigger point at this point so if you're going to be obviously deep throating which means you're going to be deep throating dicks of all shapes sizes and limbs then you need to get accustomed to that being in your mouth and going down your throat so then after a few weeks maybe I would say about after a month I would graduate which is what I did to a dildo and you can get like a suction dildo or you can just get like a typical dildo whatever you use sex toy wise and you can start practicing with that so then you can same thing as a toothbrush you can use it three times a day every day and you can just hold it there for 10 seconds or if you feel like you're brave enough to push up to 15 seconds or 20 seconds you can do that and I would say maybe around the second or third month your gag reflex should be completely desensitized and you should be ready to actually give deep sex like deep throat oral sex however like most things if you don't use it you lose it so I'm just gonna let you know now um and again I'm not compare. I can't compare myself to this situation, but I know if you are involved with someone and you're having oral sex frequently, which I was for a few years, um, it completely becomes desensitized. And I haven't been able to get mine back because it's been about five years at this point, almost six. And the only way I say it doesn't work in your favor is because when I get drunk and I know I'm going to throw up, I can't throw up because my gag reflex is gone. So like me trying to force myself to throw up like my fist is damn near down my throat and it's just not happening that's because I have no gag reflex so that's the only kind of desensitizing your gag is when you like me I'm usually pretty mentally sober when I'm drunk so it's like okay girl you need to throw up to feel better here's how you throw up stick your fingers down your throat you'll throw up out of liquor you'll feel better but when you don't have a gag reflex that shit doesn't happen and then you're just sick but anyway that is my best advice for training get a toothbrush I don't want to see your finger it's an option but I personally prefer a toothbrush because of the length and you can actually touch that trigger spot that you need to touch so you get a toothbrush two three days two three days two three times a day you put it in the trigger spot where your uvula is let it sit there for 10 seconds breathe through your nose do this every day for about a month graduate to something bigger do that every day for about another month and by month three you should be good to go now jumping from training I'm going to jump into some deep throating positions which I found some pictures and I thought they were pretty dope so I'll probably post those throughout the week please do not flag me I do not want to lose my Instagram page I've worked very hard excuse me and organically to get all of my followers and my content 
please, 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 please do not flag me. Okay, so we're going to start off with some deep threading positions. Now, everybody knows the OG deep threading position, which is where someone is lying on their back off the edge of the bed, maybe with their knees bent, maybe not with their knees bent, maybe with them just laying down and their head is angled off the bed and the guy is standing behind them fucking their throat. Personally, that is one of my favorite positions because not only do you get like, it opens your throat in a way that just doesn't open when you are on your knees sucking someone's dick or if you are on the bed and they're laying on the bed and you're sucking their dick. Like having that access and it's almost like you kind of hollow out the throat where they can have more access and it's a lot easier for you to deep throat without gagging because you don't feel like you're forcing, especially if a man is curved in the opposite direction of your throat. So if they're curved, curved upward and your throat goes downward, that is difficult task at hand. However, next position I'm going to talk about, well, I'll actually make that typical situation. If they curve up and your throat goes down, it'll make it a little easier. But this is a good position. This is the OG position for deep throating because it relaxes your throat and it gives your partner full access to your throat. So that way you can go from head to base and you can kiss their pelvis. <laughs> The next position is the fuck face position. Now, I love having my face fucked. I feel like several women and men out there adore having their face. Yeah, I said adore. Adore having their faces fucked. Because especially if you're in my place, like where it's like, to me, a full position of dominance when you have your face fucked. It's just, oh, it's everything. <laughs> but this technique is you need to lie on your back on the bed. And you can put some pillows under your head and your partner can then kind of like straddle you, so to speak. Not necessarily like your face, but they can kind of like straddle where your neck and your shoulders meet. And they're able to literally just like fuck the side of you, like fuck the face. Like they're completely able to fuck your throat because they're able to like hold on to like your shoulders or your, your chest or your arms to get leverage and his penis will be literally right in front of your face and then you can just take it into your mouth and let them fuck your face so both of these positions are a win for me <laughs> and that's because I like to give like I love giving head and I definitely love deep throating so I just love it but you know the next position is going to be the boss's chair so this technique is when you have your partner sit in a recliner or a chair with their pants down and their legs are spread. You can kneel between their legs and you can take their shaft into your mouth. This is best used with, um, I personally, because I'm old, um, I say when a person is, it doesn't have to be a recliner. They can be sitting on a chair and... You can put a pillow on your knees because, again, I'm old. I got bad knees. You can put, like, a pillow um, under your knees and you can angle up because the way their body will be angled just by sitting, it's a little easier to take them entirely into your mouth. I personally feel like this is the honest best position to deep throat train in so if you've graduated from a toothbrush if you've graduated from a dildo and you're now using your partner's penis 
This will give you an indication of how deep you can go, how long you can sit there and you have entire control of the situation. And I know like the last time I've deep throated, this was the actual position that I was in with the person that I was with. And I was able to go down on his shaft and go completely down. And if you know what deep throating feels like, you know, once you get past that point of the gag and you can literally feel like their head at the bottom, bottom of your throat, damn near like by your fucking (laughs) carotid artery. (laughs) Sorry guys, I'm having a flashback, but, um, that is the best position for that because you can go down and keep going down and keep going down and keep going down until you actually do touch their pelvis with your lips. And that'll give you an indication of how far you can go and for how long you can go. So the boss's chair, these are the top three positions I recommend if you're deep throating, but the boss's chair is going to be the ultimate best out of the three for deep throat training. All right. So there are some advanced techniques and this episode is going to be fairly quick guys, because it's not, it's detailed, but it's not too, you know, meh. <laughs> um, the next topic I'm going to use, well, choose is advanced techniques. So once you become a master of deep throating, which means you can literally swallow their dick without blinking an eye, your next option will be to be a little festive, to add some things to it. So I've only done this a few times and I personally, in my opinion, don't feel like I'm too good at it, mainly because like the person's dick that I last sucked, it was, it wasn't like super duper, like I'm not a size queen, so it wasn't like a nine or 10 inch dick, but it was a nice size. It was a nice width. So it was enough to still choke you up a little bit. But if you've gotten it mastered and you can literally touch their pelvis with your lips, I like that. I think that's going to be the title. Touch their pelvis with your lips. (laughs) You can lick their balls. So once you've mastered deep throating, one of the sexiest techniques that you guys can use is once once your partner's shaft is like literally in your throat, your tongue should be able to stick out and you can actually like lick around their balls. My opinion, I've done it before and men love it. They tend to go crazy about it. First of all, they're already fascinated with the fact that their whole dick is now touching your esophagus (laughs) and the fact that you can open your mouth wide enough and stick your tongue out and look around their balls. If they don't come, they're going to love you for it regardless, like because the fact that you're able to multitask is a 10 by 10 in their book. I don't have a wide mouth. That is typically my struggle with deep throating is I don't have the widest of mouths. So if you have a wide penis, we're going to struggle like period. (laughs) But everybody's not, you know, not cursed like the way I am. So if you have the mouth space, which most of us do, but if you don't, you know, you can still make it work. Trust me, it just takes practice. But if you have the space, definitely open your mouth a little wider and suck on his balls. Well, not suck, but lick on his balls while you're deep throating him. He'll love it. So this next technique that I saw is called the couch gagger. So again, once you've perfected your ability to deep throat without gagging, you can switch it up and deliberately gag on a person's penis. Now, to the women who deep throat, 
to the women who know how deep throating works to all the women to all the men not let me just say women to all the men and women who know how deep throating works you guys already know niggas love let me not say niggas because you know not all people who listen to my podcast are black but men love when a woman gags on their dick sometimes I'm going to go ahead and throw out the secret. Y'all don't get me on Instagram and Twitter. Don't say I'm out here letting out trade secrets. I'm not. But some of us know we gag on purpose. Sometimes it's deliberate. Sometimes it's completely accidental. But what you won't know is the difference. And we will never tell. So you can actually do that as well. Because men, in my experience, and I'm pretty sure in some of you all, um, you ladies and gentlemen's experiences, you guys know Dudes fucking live for when you gag on they shit because it's men are ego. Y'all all y'all know y'all are. It is what it is. Y'all all ego. Like so, for a woman to be gagging on your shit, you feel like you are like that nigga for the night or whatever. But again, like I said, sometimes it's accidental, sometimes it's deliberate, but the world may never know. <laughs> so. I have how many more? I have three more advanced techniques. Hmm. Now this one, when I saw the name, I instantly screamed out. And I'll tell you what I screamed out. So this next technique is called the perineum press, a.k.a. the gooch. (laughs) So as we all know, especially if you're on Twitter, there are a lot of men who like their asses licked and eaten. There are a lot of men who like their gooches licked. And this is what we're talking about. So if you're able to deep throat a man at the same time, you can actually press on their gooch. Or if you're licking up and down, you want to lick from the gooch to the head, the head to the gooch, you can actually do that. So the perineum is a small area of skin between the testicles and his anus, aka the gooch. So while you're deep throating him, you can actually reach down and press that area with one or two of your fingers. A good strong press is enough to give him an intense feeling of pleasure and this will greatly be added to the sensation of deep throating. So ladies, gentlemen, if you like to lick the gooch, play with the gooch. Do that. (laughs) Uh, I crack myself up sometimes. Oh, excuse me. Mm. Now the next advanced technique is going to be the P-spot press. Now, I don't know a lot of men who personally like this, but I know enough for me to say that it's something that's pretty likable in the male community. And that is if you're having oral sex and you're deep throating, you can do what is called a P-spot press. So if your partner is comfortable with it, you are able to cause an anal orgasm so everybody knows um if you don't the prostate is the male g-spot so we call it a p-spot so if your partner is comfortable with it while you are giving him head or while you are deep throating you can insert a lubed up and i have to say lubed up because we're not out here unless you're doing deep throat you're doing sloppy then you good anyway so you'll be like lubed up there pretty well um you can actually insert a looped up finger into your partner's anus and kind of just like with women is the come hither motion and you can 
stimulate their P-spot while you're deep throating them. And it will probably lead to kind of like at least with us women who um, are easily stimulated in the G-spot area, it'll lead to a P-spot orgasm. And it's a win-win because you literally have his penis in your stomach and now you can give him a B-spot orgasm. (laughs) Now this last advanced technique, which is one I have not tried and I feel like my mind be in a whole different place when I'm giving hit, especially from deep throating. So it just never occurs to me. But another thing that you can do while you're deep throating is hum. Literally, you can hum. So apparently this is a very powerful technique. Um, And when I did my research on advanced techniques, it said that you should try it at least once. So while you're deep throating your partner, you can actually hum while he's in your throat no thrusting in and out just letting his like letting his penis just sit at the back of your throat and you can just hum not saying that it's going to make him come or anything but I'm pretty sure the vibrations are pretty sensational so I don't know maybe the next time I give head whenever that may be um I'll have to try that be mindful but like I said my mind be in a whole different place when I'm giving head because I don't really give head for my partner I give head for me because I like to give it so all right so I've broken down how I trained how I desensitized however there is a small amount of men and women who have overly sensitive gag reflexes and no matter how much they train, no matter how much effort they put into it, they are not able to fully deep throat because they just, it's just, I guess it's just anatomy. Like everyone's not the same. And for those people, I would recommend a numbing spray or cream because at this point you try to do the training, you try to desensitize and it's not working. But that shouldn't be a reason that you don't get the opportunity to deep throat. So I did some reviewing. Um, Doc Johnson, if you guys know, you know. (laughs) And I found some creams and sprays that are highly recommended for people who aren't able to deep throat organically because of an oversensitive gag reflex. So the first one I found is called Passion Deep Throat and it's in mint flavor and it's a spray. So that's one of the sprays that you'd be able to use that can actually numb your throat. Um, It doesn't say how long it'll last, but I'm looking to see currently. Um, Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't give like an indication of how long it'll take, but it does say. Once you spray it, you need to wait about 10 minutes. Um, And first and foremost, before you ingest or take anything, always, always, always do your research and read the ingredients to make sure it's not something that you are sensitive to or allergic to. So this one, it basically says you wait 10 minutes and it completely like desensitizes the gag reflex and it'll make oral sex a lot easier for you. The next one is good old regular regular chloroseptic. Now, I always have a cold, y'all. My allergies and my sinuses are fucked and I'm always like in a congested state. So I got chloroseptic just on hand. (laughs) 
So you can do chloroseptic wildberries, you can do chloroseptic cherry, you can do chloroseptic, whichever one you choose. I'm a little worried about chloroseptic because I know with me, it's not really long term. So I don't know if it's like spray it just to get the dick down your throat, but it doesn't really have like a long lasting effect. Like it's usually gone in like five minutes. So then what's the point? I had to take a second because my dog is soaring like somebody's a grown man. He be acting like he worked 12 hours a day. He's so unemployed and so unbothered. Like, but okay. So like I said, chloroseptic, I wouldn't recommend because I know for me, it like, it numbs my throat for maybe five seconds. And then that's pretty much it. So the next one I found is called classic erotic erotica crazy girl oral sex gel in cotton candy so the purpose of this just like the numbing spray it is to increase lubrication and decrease the sensitivity of um, your throat and your gag reflex while you're trying to give oracle oral <laughs> so not only do you get an extra lubrication on top of it being sloppy because you know when you have deep throat sex or deep throat oral sex it produces a lot of saliva so not only will you have the extra lubrication but it'll actually desensitize your gag reflex making it that much wetter and that much easier the next one i found is doc johnson's good head deep throat oral anesthetic spray in mystical mint so it's an oral desensitizer. I'm trying to see if it gives a time frame. I'm actually looking at it right now. It doesn't give a time frame of how long it will last. It actually doesn't give a time frame of if you should wait. Um, from what I'm looking at, it might be something that is instant. But it is the purpose of this spray is specifically to desensitize the gag reflex while you're giving oral. So you could have deep throat oral sex. <laughs> okay let me see so this one is called and I feel like I've heard of this one before personally but it's called Tom of Finland deep throat numbing spray and again I'm looking to see if it gives you like hey wait five minutes and then use or hey it'll last 30 minutes again it doesn't give me that information um I wish it did but unfortunately I'm looking I don't see anything but this is also it's a numbing agent um it's a trigger style spray which is designed to get deep to the back of the throat so you can give oral sex pleasurably and easier oh I wish these sprays would give me a freaking time frame like you know what I'm going to see if I, I might end up doing a mini episode if I can look into these sprays and these creams that I've found personally and see if I can find information about how long it takes to kick in, how long it lasts. So you get an idea at this point, make it a game. It's a race of the clock. Like, okay, I know I got 20 minutes until this wears off. Let's see if we can make you come in 20 minutes, which I feel like you can, but some men just like to be fucking difficult with it. Anyway, next one. So the next one I found is called Pipe Dream Comfortably, Comfortably. We, me and Lori have been having a, an argument about the word comfortable, but a Comfortably Numb Deep Throat Spray. So it's one ounce. Um, I'm looking to see, it does have alcohol in it, so you guys have been warned. 
I'm looking to see if it's anything that says, oh, wait, 10 minutes. And here we go. Once again, boom, it's not there. So this one comes in uh, a mint, I believe, spearmint. And it is a mild numbing agent that coats the back of the throat and helps suppress the gag reflex to prevent discomfort during oral sex. Now, when I hear mild, I instantly think that it's probably going to wear off easily and then you're going to be in the middle of giving head and you're going to gain your gag reflex back and that's just yeah okay the next one is called passion lubes oral throat desensitizing spray now this one same thing it does not give any time frame or anything but every what i've seen about all of these products thus far is they all come with benzocaine and it's usually about five percent so this is also mint flavored and it is used to numb the back of the throat, quelling your gag reflex and making deep throating more comfortable. Unfortunately, it does not give me a time frame on how long it lasts or how long you should start. But I mean, how long it takes to kick in before you start. So here we are. Right. The next one I see is, let me see. This one is called... I'm waiting for it to load. Deep throat desensitizing oral spray. And it is formulated with lidocaine. Now, this is the first one I've seen that comes with lidocaine. So this is through Adam and Eve. And it is formulated for the safety of numbness in the back of your throat, of course, to um, alleviate the gag reflex so you can have fun with oral sex. So apparently this one is TSA approved and it's great for travel. So if y'all about to get flued out and you want to give he <laughs> some great head and you don't know how, this looks like this might be the best one for you. So this one's specifically created to help with deep throating fellatio. Not my words. I'm just reading what I see here on the review. <laughs> but it's just to help with the discomfort overall. Um... It says you can spray it three or four times, um, well, two or three times in the back of the throat. Doesn't say how long it'll take to kick in, but the active ingredient in this one is lidocaine, not benzocaine. All right, I believe that was the last one. Let me see. Yep, because all of the Doc Johnsons are basically flavors. It doesn't really make a specific, um, it didn't change anything in the specifics. It's just flavor. Okay, so... I've given you all some positions. I've given you all techniques. I've given you all the advanced techniques. I've given alternatives to people who aren't able to deep throat because of their oversensitive gag reflexes. And I've also given you guys my personal experience and what I've done with training. Last thing I have is, and I'm going to start this probably with each episode. This is a new segment and it's called the fun sex fact of the week or in my case of the two weeks because you guys know I'm still bi-weekly I don't think I'm ever going to go back to being weekly haven't decided yet but it's the fun sex fact of the week so OBGYN Dr. Eden Fromberg revealed that high heels can affect an, a woman's ability to orgasm this is something I didn't know and what I mean by what I didn't know is about what I'm going to tell you right now Especially since many shoe brands design their heel arches to mimic the arch of a woman's pelvis during an orgasm. 
Now, I did not know that. And if you know me, I am not a high heel type of girl. I stay in my lane. I like comfort. I don't wear shoes that purposely make me uncomfortable. And I will like be miserable and not enjoy my outing. So I'm not wearing heels. You're going to see me in flats. You're going to see me in boots. You're going to see me in anything else that's not a stiletto because your girl ain't here for it. Anyway, this causes the heels to affect the body's pelvic floor, making it unable to flex during sex. The female orgasm may actually be designed, uh, well, not may actually, the female orgasm is designed to induce pregnancy. So if your body isn't able to contract properly thus far shooting sperm up to the egg, then your orgasm is going to be trash. And you're not going to be ever to get pregnant. I don't know. Maybe you're going to have difficulty getting pregnant. Who knows? I don't know. But all I know basically is saying that if you wear high heels, it can affect your ability to orgasm because it can cause effects to your pelvic floor. And you all know we do Kegels to keep our pelvic floor strong. So if your pelvic floor isn't strong, your orgasms aren't going to be as intense. So fun sex fact of the week I don't know I'm I like that topic um it's new we're just trying it out right now to see how it goes maybe if I find some more interesting or out outside of the box kinky or bizarre sex facts I'll definitely add them and share them with you each episode so yeah don't wear high heels lady because it can affect your pelvic floor and the last thing we want is a weak pelvic floor muscle and that is going to wrap up episode 69 of kinks with kiki my dog just jumped on the bed so if you guys heard like a little bump i apologize he doesn't care about anything i do that makes me happy so here we are you guys can follow me on instagram i am at kinks with kiki podcast on twitter and tumblr at kinks with kiki if you have any questions concerns you want to tell me something share secrets you can always email me at kinkswithkiki at gmail.com. Like I said, I am officially on Clubhouse. You can also follow me there. Same as everywhere else. It's Kinks with Kiki. Um, I'm planning to do something great with Clubhouse. Um, but since I just got on recently, I'm having to sit down and actually um, go to the drawing board and figure out exactly what I want to make of my Clubhouse room. But if you're on there, you can definitely follow me for the time being. Give me some room recommendations because I'm out here trying to be social during a pandemic. Okay. All right. Like I said, that's going to wrap up episode 69. Hopefully I will be recording in the next two weeks for episode 70. I'm so hyped. I'm so close to 100. I don't know what I'm going to do for 100, but it's going to be lit. So thanks guys for listening. And as always, I am your dose of black girl in this kinky ass world. And until next time, peace.